Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with 11 Action. I am Ken Tuck. I hope you are enjoying a good Sunday morning and looking forward to a good Sunday afternoon. Pray your weekend has been good and just hope you are ready to dive into the Word of God this morning. I know I am and I'm excited to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ on the Joy FM and just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening today. How's everybody's year going so far? I tell you, mine didn't get off to the start that I had pictured it. And of course, life doesn't always go the way we picture it, does it? But I tell you, God is faithful and he is so good through whatever's going on in our lives and something that we have to have to make it through in this life, and that is faith. And today we are going to talk about faith and talk about how we get faith, how much faith do we need, how does faith work. I'm just going to get into that because we got to have faith. And before we get into that message this morning, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, Abba Father, we praise you. We love you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word on the radio, on the internet, on people's apps. However they are listening, Lord, just thank you for this opportunity, for your word to go out, Father God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you give us ears to hear what you have to say to us today. And Father, that we will be doers of your word. We'll put into action because it doesn't do any good if we just read your word and don't do anything with it. And you tell us in the book of James that we are to be doers of your word and not hearers only. So I pray we will all be doers of your word. Father, I pray that this message will be exactly what you want it to be, that you would give me the words to say and that you'll be glorified through it all. Father, we ask your blessings upon the joy of them. Just thank you for just such a wonderful ministry that you've given us here in this area, Father God, and actually across the world because people can listen on the internet all over the world. And just thank you, Lord, for using the joy of him like you do and continue to pray your blessings upon it. Father, I pray for everyone listening. You know their needs. You know all of our needs. And we just want to lay them out there to you, Lord, and just say, help. Help us, Lord. Guide us, direct us, fill us with your love. We ask you. You just pour out your grace and your mercy and even greater measures, Father God. And Father, anyone listening who do not have that relationship with you, Jesus, I pray today is their day they call on the name of the Lord Jesus and be saved. Father, thank you. Thank you again. I love you so much. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, this morning, like I said, we are going to talk about faith. So we're going to be in the book of Hebrews quite a bit because we know the definition of faith is there and there's just a lot about faith in Hebrews. So we're going to kind of camp out there for a while, but there's other scripture we are going to look at, but we're going to start out looking at Hebrews and it's important to to understand some background as we read the word of God and study his word. And we know we're not sure of who the author is uh, of Hebrews. We do know it was probably written before uh, 70 AD and the audience that the author was writing to was probably Jewish Christians living in Jerusalem, and they had gone through so much persecution, and they were still going through persecution when this letter was written. And they appear, as we read this letter to the Hebrews, that they'd grown less attentive to Christian instruction. And some apparently had even ceased regular attendance at their meetings. And when I think about that, I think, whoa, wait a second, that, that's going on today. As we went through that pandemic and people stopped going to to worship services, and now that the pandemic has gotten over with, people still aren't going back. So Hebrews is a very, very relevant word for us today as the whole Bible is and always is. But Hebrews 
really, the author really affirms the centrality of Scripture for the saving knowledge of God in His Son, Jesus Christ. And the writer, he's showing throughout Hebrews, he's showing the supremacy of Jesus, and he's encouraging Christians to endure, and he's warning Christians not to abandon their faith in Jesus. And Hebrews is really an application of the Old Testament passages in the light of Jesus is coming. And as such, it hones in on some Christian doctrine that's important to, to realize. And, you know, we're, we're not going to have a, a doctrine class right now, but just, just kind of setting the, the basis so we really understand where the writer is coming from and who his audience was and what was going on at that time and, and what he's writing about. We know he's, he's focusing on the Christian doctrine of the of fulfillment in Christ, fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And, and as I mentioned, he's concentrating on the centrality of God, because Hebrews really testifies powerfully to the one God of the whole Bible. For God is by far the most frequently occurring noun in Hebrews. Depending on which translation you look at, God, used as a noun, is used 68 times. And the next highest used noun is the word faith, and that's 32 times. So the writer is really focusing on God and really focusing on faith. He's using examples of faith. And we're going to get into Hebrews chapter 11, which holds up numerous Old Testament figures for New Testament believers to admire and to imitate. And then he also writes about the assurance of faith. And Hebrews advances a challenging doctrine of assurance. And it gives some scriptures, some of the scriptures, most stern warnings against apostasy, against turning from the faith. So if you hadn't read Hebrews in a while or if you've never read Hebrews, I encourage you to dive into it this week. It'll take more than a week. I mean, it's not a big book, but you don't want to rush through the Word of God. Take time to study it. And so you know a little bit about the background now of Hebrews and what the author was writing about. But we're going to pick up in Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Now, faith is the certainty of things hoped for, a proof of things not seen. So when we look at that scripture, Hebrews 11.1, 1, the word faith is obviously a key word, right? And the author defines faith in terms of a future reward. I heard the word certainty. When you're certain about something, you have no doubt about it at all. That's assurance. That's being sure. You're certain. No doubt. Talk about the two words, not seen. The certainty of things hoped for, proof of things not seen. Now, to the Greek reader at that time, and again, that's why it's so important to understand the time frame that each book of the Bible was written in, because it wasn't written in America today, right? <laughs> it was This was written in Israel, in Jerusalem, back around 70 AD, so we got to know the audience. And when a Greek reader, but many were, but when they heard the phrase not seen, what that meant to them was that's something that's eternal. It's in the heavens. Here it also means what was yet to happen, as in Jewish apocalyptic expectation. They're expecting it to happen. It hadn't happened yet, but they are expecting it to. So we need to really break down Scripture as, as we're reading it. And I'm doing it very quickly because we only have 30 minutes. <laughs> but we're, we're looking at some of those key words. And when I read Scripture, I, I like to ask some questions. Like, what is faith? Why do people say they don't have enough faith? How do I get more faith? Can I get any faith at all? These are questions we need to ask as we read and study the Word of God. We talk a lot about faith, don't we, in the Christian circles. You hear the word faith mentioned a lot. But often I wonder how many people truly understand faith, understand what faith is. 
But what is faith? Oftentimes we hear people, believers, say, I just need more faith. Or you hear some say, I just don't have enough faith. But, you know, all that's not true about not having enough faith. We all have a lot of faith. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. We have faith in a a lot of things that doesn't deal with God. Unfortunately, we place our faith in other things. For example, when we get out of bed in the morning, do you ever think about, I wonder if the floor is going to fall through or or is it going to hold me up? No, we don't think about it. We roll out of bed. We have faith in that floor that it's not going to fall in on us. We have faith that when we turn on the water in our faucet or a shower, that water's going to come out. I seriously doubt very many of us wonder, oh, I'm going to turn that faucet on. I, ooh, I don't know. Maybe it'll come out. Oh, all right, it came out. No, we just turn it on and have faith that it's going to come out. Are we ever blessed to have that kind of water? Because so much of the world does not have access to fresh water like that, much less indoor plumbing. We have faith when we get in our car, crank it up, that it's going to do that. It's going to crank up, it's going to run, going to get us to where we need to go. And just there's countless other examples. Those were just easy examples. Countless other examples where we exhibit faith. Just like this chair I'm sitting in. I had faith that it was going to hold my big self up. I'm not a lightweight, but I didn't think twice about sitting in this chair. I had faith it was going to hold me up. We need to take that faith and put it in the one that we must have faith in, the only one who can truly hold us up, the only one who can truly give us our needs, the only one who can truly save our souls from hell. We need to put our faith in Jesus Christ, take all this faith that we have and put it into Jesus And it's kind of mind-boggling to think we can put faith in all kind of other things. People put faith in all kind of other people as well. No, no, put faith in Jesus. Let's bring that faith around together and pour it all into Jesus. Because he's the only one we can truly have faith in. Everything else will fail. Everything. Everyone can fail. Nobody's perfect except Jesus. So let's put our faith in him. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 again. Now, faith is the certainty of things hoped for a proof of things not seen. This verse can also read, Now faith is the certainty of things expected, a conviction of things not seen. You see, with faith, it's an expectancy. We're expecting it. We don't see it yet, but we're expecting it. We know what's going to happen. That's faith. That's like when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. You can't see him right now, can you? But we put our faith in him that he is going to save us from our sins and deliver us from the wrath of God, eternity in hell, and he's going to give us eternal life with him. We have faith in Jesus that our eternity is secure in him. We can't see it yet, but we expect it. We know it's going to happen. Why? Because of faith. We have faith in Jesus because what we read in his word, and we know that God's word is true. And so if God's word is true, that we can expect for it to happen. And you can go back and look at all kinds of prophecies in the Old Testament and see how it has already come true. So everything else is going to happen, too, that hadn't happened yet, like Jesus coming back again. It's going to happen. I'm expecting it. I know it's going to happen. Why? Because he says so, and he's going to do what he says. So faith, we have to put that faith. we got to expect that what the Word of God says is going to happen and that what Jesus says about saving our souls is going to to happen. So how do we get faith? We get faith from God. It's a gift. He gives it to us. Faith is the substance through which we receive from God. We receive. We receive from God. Our salvation is from God. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. 
and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. We must believe and respond to the word which then produces in us faith as a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22. You can read about the fruit of the Spirit there. But we receive this faith from God. And we have faith in him that he's going to save us through his son Jesus, just like he said. And that salvation is a gift from God. But we have to have faith. Have to have faith in Jesus. In Hebrews 11.6, we read, And without faith it is impossible to please him, to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. We read in Psalms chapter 14, verse 1, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. And then in Psalms 53, verse 1, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Don't be a fool. Believe in God. I mean, again, the proof is all around us. The proof is just undeniable. As you study the Bible, as you study the proof of God, and I taught on that at some point last year, can't remember the date, but I taught on that here on this program and provided so much proof about the existence of God, the accuracy of the Bible. And you can go back on the Love and Action podcast and scan through the, the podcast until you come across that one. And I encourage you to do that, to listen to it if you're not a believer, even if you are, because you get more information to tell others and show others the infallibility of the Bible and proof of God. But don't be a fool. God is real, and he loves you. He loves us all so much. I was reading from Psalms to my mother recently, and we were looking out the window. Uh, she had a bird feeder right outside her window and the trees, and she just looked out there, 87-year-old mother. She says, how can people not believe there's a God? And she was just stunned that people don't believe in God. And true, you can look around at his creation and see that he exists. And the, and the Bible tells us that we see him in his creation as well. But we must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So as we seek him through his son, Jesus Christ, we have faith in him. We have faith that Jesus came to earth, born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, rose again, and ascended to heaven to the right hand of the Father and is coming back one day. But because he did all of that, we place our faith in in Jesus, and we expect his salvation. We know that we have it. That's faith, and we have to have faith because without faith, we just read, it is impossible to please God. And looking at verse 6 there in Hebrews chapter 11, we see we can't come to God if we don't believe he exists. You know, that, that wouldn't make any sense, would it? Because you can't pray to a God you don't believe in. So why would a person pray to a God who they didn't think existed. That's why we have to believe. We have to believe. We have to have put our faith in him and come to him through his son, Jesus Christ. The apostle Peter, he declared in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So faith, we got to have faith in Jesus, the expectancy that we're going to receive what he promised, and that's forgiveness of sin. That's salvation, eternal life. That's his love, his grace, his mercy we're going to receive every single day. And for all eternity, we will be with him. Again, faith is something that God gives us. It's not anything we earned. We can't work for faith. We see that in Romans chapter 4. The apostle Paul is writing about Abraham here and how he was justified by faith. 
He says, starting in verse 1, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. I encourage you to to read Romans chapter 4. But we see Abraham, he was justified by his faith, not by his works. He listened to God. He obeyed God. He had faith that what God told him was going to happen. When God told him to leave and go to another land that he'll show him when he gets there, he didn't know where he was going. He said, okay, I'm going. And God promised to multiply his seed to be a blessing to the entire world. And that seed became, all. you go through the, the generations, Jesus Christ, the blessing to the whole world, who brings salvation to the whole world. But Abraham, he had faith, and we have to have faith. And again, we can't earn it. God gives it to us. The apostle Paul understood faith in Christ was given to him because of God's grace in spite of his own sinful life. And the Bible specifies it this way, that God gives faith to people. For we read in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes from hearing the message And the message is heard through the word about Christ. Faith comes through hearing the word. We read the word of God. We listen to it being preached, and our faith is built up. But again, faith is given to us from God. I could preach the most dynamic message you ever heard in your life, or somebody else could. But still, I can't compel faith into you. I can encourage you to have faith like I'm doing today, but Faith is not going to come from Ken Tuck. It's going to come from God himself, and he's going to place that faith in you. And having faith is so awesome. Living a faith-filled life is so awesome. It's good for anybody who wants faith to to ask for it. If you're struggling right now saying, well, I I don't know, ask God. God, I need need help. I want to have faith. I want to have faith in you. I want to have faith in your word. Help me. Help me to have that faith. And God freely gives. Let's ask him, and he will give you faith. It's good to ask him to increase your faith. You know, God, help me to increase my faith. But I also want you to understand, a lot of times our faith will be increased as we go through tough times. As we go through hard times, we learn even more how to lean on God, how to trust him. And we see what he does, and it's like, wow, God, you are so awesome, so amazing. And then when the next time comes that something happens, we, we look back and, and say, hey, I remember what God did then. Man, I have faith. He's going to get me through this as well. We just got to have faith. Ask him for it. How much faith do we need? Well, according to Jesus, if we got just a tiny, tiny bit of faith, then we can do great, accomplish great things in him. Let's, let's look at that in Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 21. And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. 
And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? Such a tiny, tiny, tiny seed. Jesus says if we have that much faith, we can move mountains. Am I talking about going to the Smoky or Rocky Mountains and moving those? No. But we have mountains in our lives that we have to have faith, that Jesus is going to do what he says he does. And we place our faith in him, and we see him do it. And he loves to work through us just like he did his disciples. Now, this time, they didn't have faith that they could actually cast that demon out. But as they grew in their faith, they were able to cast out many demons in their lifetime through the name of Jesus. And that's, that's the thing. As we go through this life, different mountains pop up in our lives, and we just have to have faith that Jesus is with us. Jesus is going to see us through it, and that his perfect will is going to be perfect for us. So as we pray for people to be healed, I've seen people healed. Not everybody I've prayed for, but I've seen many people healed. Why? Because Jesus. <laughs> I believe he does what he says he'll do, and he'll do it. Cast out demons, seen that done too. But let's bring it home to our personal lives, and let's talk about salvation. We have to have faith in Jesus to be saved. We have to have faith that he is who he says he is, that he did what he said he did, and that he'll do what he says he will do. Now, Jesus, he did live a perfect life. He was God in the flesh. He was fully God and fully man. Mind-blowing, I know, but that's what he did. He suffered an incredibly horrible death on a cross for you and for me. Prophecy said that would happen. It did. And he took our sins. He took our place. He made an atonement for our sins. And then on the third day, God raised him from the dead. He came back to life. So much proof in that. But you got to have faith. We can look at the proof and you can believe it that way and that whatever it takes. <laughs> but still, it's going to come down. You got to have faith that Jesus rose from that grave and that he did all this for you and for me so we can have eternal life with him. Because eternal life is either going to be with Jesus in heaven or we're going to be in hell. And trust me, my friends, hell's not a place that anybody wants to go. I don't want to see anybody go to hell because it's real and it's torment, it's torture, and it's total separation from God forever, and it gets poured into the lake of fire. But if we have faith in Jesus, we believe that he died on that cross. We believe that God raised him from the dead. The word of God says we shall be saved. Confess Jesus as Lord. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Believe that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That's faith. You place your faith in Jesus that he did it and that we shall be saved. That's the expectation. That's what we know is happening now as we place our faith in Jesus. We have that expectation that he is doing it. He is saving us, and we're going to have eternal life with him. We can't see heaven right now, but one day if we place our faith in him, 
have that expectation that we are going to be with him in heaven, we're going to. But it has to have faith. We cannot please God without faith. So that's where it begins. And I just want to encourage you today, just open up his word and start reading his word. If you, if you hadn't read the word in a long time or if you never read his word, I want to encourage you to open up that Bible. If you don't have one, there's a lot of apps on your phone that, that you can get on your phone. You can go to BibleGateway.com and read the, read the word there. You can get the YouVersion Bible app on your, on your phone and read. I encourage you to start with the Gospel of John, and then read the Gospel of Luke, and then read throughout the, the whole New Testament. And then come back and read Matthew and Mark. And then go to Genesis and start reading. But I just encourage you to read. Take your time. Don't need to rush through it. I've read the Bible in a year a number of times, and people, and that's a wonderful thing. People are doing it right now as we started a new year. But I want you to take your time reading it. Read it. Study it. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you as you read. And let God put faith in your heart to believe that he is God Almighty, the one and only true God, and that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to the Father. And as he puts that faith in you, you'll be able to Start understanding what faith is. I know people who, who are atheists and they're like, well, I just have a problem with this faith thing, but they just need to ask God to help them with that. But, of course, they have to believe that God exists. But if they would just call out and say, God, okay, I, I want to believe, so help me. And he will. He will. I promise you he will. Those of you who are believers, ask him to increase your faith. And as you go through times, good and bad, just let it increase your faith to the point of where no matter what goes on, you have faith that God's in control. He knows what's best. He's going to do what's best. Sometimes and oftentimes we don't understand why something's going on. But we can understand that God is in control. We have faith that God is in control. Then whatever's going on, we can say, okay, God, you got me, you got this, and you're going to see me through it. And we just got to have faith. We got to plug into Jesus, and the only way we can is with faith and believe in him, and just watch what he does in your life. Watch how he builds that faith up in your life. And it's not a bad idea to journal as well, or just take some notes as you go through life. You can go back and look and say, oh, I remember I was sick at this one time, and he healed me, and, man, I'm sick again. You know what? I'm going to believe he's going to heal me again because my faith increased at that point. Back in 2016, when I almost died, that took my faith to a new level because I saw God working and I had faith in him that he's in control and he's going to he's going to take care of this situation whether it was taking me home or whether it was healing me I, I had faith that he was going to do the right thing and he decided to leave me here but he increased my faith through that time so much didn't ask why 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 I'm asking who who is this for well a lot of it was for me but it's also for a lot of people I got to minister to in a hospital that I wouldn't have had a chance to minister to if I hadn't been there. So we just got to have faith in God and trust that he's going to always do what's right because he will. Well, again, I encourage you, get into Hebrews, get into that, that book of Hebrews and just read it. And in chapter 11, where we, we just spent a little time on a couple of verses, oh, as you read chapter 11, reading about the heroes of faith in the Bible, uh, it's, it's awesome, and it will build your faith up. Because, you know, people in the Bible, they were regular people too, just like you and me.
but they decided to put their faith in God and live for him, and God did extraordinary things through them, and he wants to do extraordinary things through you and through me. Well, we are out of time already today. Time flies. Uh, 30 minutes goes by so fast. But I, I praise God for these 30 minutes. I pray that the Holy Spirit minister to you and that you can take some of what you heard today and apply it to your life and encourage you again to get into the book of Hebrews and study that, and especially Hebrews 11. But, but go ahead and read all of it to build up to that. It's just a, such an incredible, incredible book. Well, thank you again for joining me this morning. I hope you have a truly wonderful rest of this day. And as you go through this day, you go through this next week, always remember Jesus loves you. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.